What do you do when being fine just isn't good enough? Hi, welcome to an important conversation here on Business Mindset Mastery. I'm Heather Gray. I'm a mindset leadership coach. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find out about me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today's podcast episode comes courtesy of a coffee shop conversation that I had the other day with somebody. Um, We ended up just figuring out that we're both online entrepreneurs and it was a, oh, what do you do? What do you do? Kind the conversation. And when I explained to him that I do mindset consulting and I help people make the decisions that move the needle in their businesses, he was, you know, did the whole, oh, tell me more. And we got into this conversation. And then he said, well, you know, let me ask you something. I've never been somebody who considers himself to be somebody who has a mindset problem. I've always kind of set a goal and attained it. I've never worried that I had imposter syndrome or that there were other people who could do it better. I just knew that I could do it my absolute best and I would, you know, get it done. And, you know, my sales experience kind of speaks for itself. I'm financially, you know, really successful. My consultancy business has really taken off consistently and is always about as big as I'm willing to make it at the time. And, you know, when he said I'm happily married, you know, my kid just dances in and out of our days all the time. Apparently he has a toddler who doesn't stop moving. And he said, you know, like life is good. Um, He's like, but I hear you talk about it and you say like the word happier and the idea that there could be more. He said, you know, I don't really think about that a lot. Um, For me, good is really enough that I'm, you know, I'm exceeding the sales goals that I've set for myself a lot. I have a lot of time with my family that I appreciate. I can work when I want. I don't have to work when I don't want. He said, so what do you say to somebody like me who, you know, good is enough? And I, you know, (laughs) took a deep breath because it's so much easier, I think, sometimes to answer these questions anonymously when I'm just sitting in my closet talking to nameless, faceless people on the internet than it is sort of saying these hard truths to someone you just met. And I said to him, I said, well, if you were really fine, I'm not sure you would be asking me that question. Um, I said, because people who are really good with being good don't question whether or not there's something wrong with it, that they've set a series of goals for themselves. They've met life at the level that they want to meet life and they're good. So they don't wonder about, is there more? Should I be doing more? Like, could I be trying for more? You know, the fact that you've asked the question implies that you're really good with what you've got, but you would kind of like more of it. And maybe that makes you uncomfortable because you don't know what your schedule is. You don't want to give up the free time that you've suddenly become so accustomed to. You don't know if it would put more burdens or demands on you, how people would perceive it per se, but that like there's something about hearing me say people make decisions that move the needle in their business that makes you go, huh, what could I be doing differently to move the needle differently in my own business? And he said, well, I do think that there's just room for the fine guy. So what do you say to the fine guy? So this episode is what I say to the fine guy. And again, I repeat myself here, but like if you're really fine, you're not one of the people asking this question. But I also think that part of being fine, it it starts with gratitude. 
I think one of the things that happens a lot when people just sort of answer in a disconnected way that they're fine, that they're good, it's, well, I'm not particularly stressed. I'm not particularly bothered. Things are happening as predicted. It's all good. Um, and so you kind of coast and you, you settle into a regular every day that's a little bit easier, that's more predictable, that kind of goes as it goes. Maybe it's running a little on autopilot. So the first thing to think about before you kind of own that you're ready for more and that you want more is to tune into with gratitude and appreciation for what you've built. And the reason for that is because you have to start tuning your brain prematurely into what you're capable of, into what you've already figured out for yourself, to know what your strengths are, to know what your weaknesses are, to know what you're a total badass at, to know what sort of skills and things you absolutely should hire out because you're positively no good at it. That when you go from a place of status quo to development, it's really easy to get stuck and frozen at the first obstacle because you're like, ah, it was so safe before. It was so predictable before. I didn't have to think of any of this stuff before. So like, what the heck am I doing now? I'm just going to go back to the security of my own regular every day. Thank you very much. And and not take that big, bold step. So the first step of, you know, somebody who's saying things are perfectly fine, thank you very much, but I'm ready for more. I want you guys to tune into what's good. I want you to tune into what's working. I want you to tune into why it's working and what you've built to make it work and how you've created that level of efficiency and productivity for yourself so that you can really own it with pride and a sense of accomplishment for yourself. Because I think, otherwise you're 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 not going to know what got you here and you're not going to be able to identify for yourself where you go next now you know the idea of wanting more the first thing i say to people is well what are the ideas that you've already censored out what are the thoughts that you've had to, to and you've kept to yourself and you haven't really done anything with that you're like, oh, someday I'm going to do that. I might down the line do this. And what have you already kind of come up with spontaneously? Because you, we don't come up with ideas that we don't actually think are possible in some part of our brain. But what have you already censored? And what have you already let go of? Because you thought it would be too hard, because it would take up too much time. You didn't know how people would respond. Because a lot of times when people start getting to the part of fine that's numbed out, that's tuned out, and it's phoning it in. It's that anytime something comes along, be it a new idea or a new opportunity, there's a risk that the status quo is going to be threatened or disrupted. So subconsciously, people turn those ideas away, and they walk away from them, and they stop giving those ideas energy, time, and attention. So the first thing, before we go and create something entirely new, before we make up a whole new daydream, I would really like you to spend some time thinking about what what did you think about doing someday? What did you say? Oh, no, now's not the good time. I'm going to do this some other time. What are the types of things that have appeal for you? Um, you know, do you want to do more speaking? Do you want to show up and do more trainings in corporate? Do you want to take your solitary, you know, solitary, solitary um, coaching or consulting business and start scaling it? Do you want to grow a new location? If you have a 
brick and mortar? Like where, where in this journey and in the scheme of all the ideas you could possibly have for yourself and your life and your business, what have you already ruled out? And the first thing I would tell somebody who's not so fine with being fine anymore is look at what you've censored and look at what you haven't let in and ask yourself, like, are any of these ideas valid? Are any of these things I need worth, you know, that I need to consider? Should I be opening the door to the possibility that these types of things can exist for me. I would poke around. I would look at it. I would challenge any of the limiting beliefs that might come up. I would notice the limiting beliefs that are coming up for you, but I would start paying attention to that um, to see now that you take the blinders off, now that you start giving permission to new ideas, what pops up for you? What suddenly feels a little more possible for you than the last time you came up with that idea? Because I think sometimes you know, we censor ourselves and we don't realize we're doing it. Um, it's on automatic pilot. But a lot of times when we do that, we throw away perfectly good ideas. And so why should we regenerate new ideas when the old ideas haven't been explored yet? So that's, you know, that's the first thing I would want you to do. And then the next thing I would want you to do is get curious. If nothing comes up in terms of like what you have censored for yourself, then I would start to pay attention to when you hear other people and you hear about their business models, what do you get curious about? What do you um, want for yourself? What do you... Um, sort of, you know, think like, oh, that's cool for that person, but not necessarily for me. I don't know how I would do that. If you suddenly knew without a doubt that it could be possible for you, you know, what would you be daydreaming about? If you had a guarantee that it would work, what might you be pursuing? Because a lot of times what ends up happening is we censor those ideas, either because after a period of doing so well for so long, we certainly don't want to welcome failure into the equation but we're really afraid of change. More often than not, when people are telling me they're fine, it's because they're genuinely happy. Maybe they're not ecstatic. Maybe they're not best year ever, top of the world, but they're genuine you know, genuinely and generally sort of content with their lives. And the idea of asking for more, of wanting more, of choosing more, threatens that status quo, threatens the comfort level, the stability, the reliability to which things have gone so far. And that can be really scary. So what I always say to people is, yeah, you're fine. Yes, you want more. And you get to control the time and the, and the pacing of when the more happens. You get to decide that and drive that car. You don't have to do it in the fast lane. You can do it in the right-hand lane. You can take pit stops. You can say where. You can say when. You can say how much. I think sometimes we create these huge stories and we forget that we have total control over the details, but that it gives us permission to want more, to say good is fine, but maybe it's not enough. And wrapping your mind around an identity of being somebody who's more ambitious than maybe you even realized. The identity of being somebody who wants to improve their bottom line, who's doing perfectly well on their own, but wants to see what can happen if they take a new idea, a bigger idea out for a spin and to see if it can fly. One of the biggest things that happens for people is they trip up at the, well, what is so-and-so going to say? And what's my wife going to say? Or 
you know, my kids finally see me every day. How am I going to tell them that I want to work on this new idea? So some of this is telling people what you want them to think and letting them know like, hey, things have been going really well. I love this family time. But you know, guys, I got to tell you, I have this crazy idea and I don't know what's going to happen, but I would really like to see if I could take the time and, you know, put in some hours to see if it has any validity or if it's a good idea. And I'm hoping that'll be okay with you, that you can tell your loved ones what you want them to think. You can negotiate what the change and the pace looks like. I think sometimes we close ourselves off to possibility because we immediately see the obstacles. We immediately see the hard conversations that are coming our way. We feel ill-equipped to manage them. So we just shut the whole thing down rather than getting ready and telling people what we want them to think. Sharing with people like, hey, this is, you know, this is a new idea. I don't know where it's going, but this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm hoping for. This is why it's important to me. I was wondering if I could have your support while I pursue it. Like, I, I think so often we're so afraid of change. We're so afraid of those hard conversations that out of habit, we stop speaking our truth. It's almost as if we say, oh, so-and-so will never allow that. I'm just not even going to ask for it. And I know that that's happened to me in my own marriage because my husband has been so super supportive of my business, of all these things. And every once in a while, I get this idea of going, oh, that would be asking too much. I'm not going to ask. Um, that's not fair of me. So before I even have an opportunity to see if I can bring that idea into fruition, before it can become an, uh, you know, an actual reality in my life, I've already deemed that it's not right for me to ask. I shouldn't ask. It's too much. And I've ruled it out rather than saying to my husband, hey, you may decide that this is taxing us as a couple and that this isn't worth the time investment or the financial investment. But I got to tell you, I have this idea. I was wondering if I could explore it with you. And just pursuing opportunity and just having the full frontal conversation rather than immediately shutting it down at the first sign of an idea. I think a lot of times people are fine because they're afraid of change. So what you really need to tackle is how do you become less afraid of change or how do you feel the fear and do it anyway? And the only way that happens is if you get more clear and you get more sort of um, astute in your picture of what you want that new thing to look like. What do you imagine it's going to bring into your life? What do you imagine the opportunities are going to be? How, like, what about it makes you want it? And really get clear so you can illustrate that and explain it to people. Because I think fine is numbed out for good enough when we are allowed to want more. We're allowed to look for more. We're allowed to seek more. Um, and I think so often, you know, we wait for permission. We wait for somebody to say, yeah, like you're good at this. You should be doing more of this. Or yeah, that's a perfectly good idea. Like nobody else is doing it. You should go out, you know, go after it. And we pick these arbitrary people that we imagine can be giving us permission when in actuality, it's us that has to give permission to ourselves for going after what we want, for reaching for the brass ring, for saying, yeah, good is good, but maybe it's not enough and going after it. So I just want you to use this opportunity for this discussion to check in with yourself. And if you are, you know, one of those people in that lump that's saying like, yeah, I'm fine. 
maybe check in with yourself and see how fine you really are. And if there's any secret wishes, goals, or aspirations that might be hiding under a cloak that, you know, looks a lot like a fear of change. So do a gut check, see what you find. And if you have any questions, this is an awesome opportunity to send them my way over at Heather at choose to have it all.com. I'd love to walk you through your specific situation. Thanks so much. It continues to be such a privilege to host this show and to help you each day. Thanks so much for joining me today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.